Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. This week's episode, Performance Improvement Plans, or PIP. Today we'll examine how the plan and the implementation of the plan will help you get your directs to where you need them to be. And it will also look how you can make sure they are delivering the results you'll need as a business. So let's get on with the show. Welcome to this week's show. This episode is going to look at how you can build on improving your team members to be the best they can be at work. And of course, as I've said many times before, deliver results you're going to need. Now, by now, you know I'm going to make it clear that the big five of management will play their part in improving your team members. It's not a surprise that regular contact through one-to-ones, feedback, empowering, coaching and delegation will help your team get what they need to do to make sure you and them are successful. But today's cast goes deeper and needs to look at what happens when you're not seeing the results you expect from your directs and how you can help them even further to improve. So let's look at what a performance improvement plan is. And you'll probably hear the word PIP being used. And how and when it is a good idea to use a PIP to really add value. Now, there's a disclaimer. I'm not a HR expert. So I'm approaching this subject of PIPs from a manager who has seen and the tool being used in a good and sometimes not so good way. Now, your organisation will probably have a formal plan for rolling out a PIP. So you should look at that as a starting point before taking any team member through this PIP process. So let's look at what this means in practice. So for an example, let's say you've been working with a team member over a period of time, usually going to be six, eight a year, and you have your one-to-ones, you've had your feedback, you've done the coaching, and you still seem to not be seeing a, an improvement in their performance. You've set them goals and you've put measurable KPIs in. But again, you're still seeing them missing the deadlines, not attending the meetings and generally slipping behind the rest of your team. They're struggling and you're growing concerned with them and their progress. Now, you know, everyone works at a different speed. But in this case, you're not convinced they are exactly where you expect them to be. And that is a real important thing here. It's where you, as the manager, expects them to be. Not measuring them against the peers, you're measuring them against what you have set them for their abilities and the role that they are in. Now, you're always looking to improve your team and you to improve the team's performance. So it's not new news that you are, as a manager, going to work on PIPs. Unfortunately, over time, a PIP has become a PTE. Now, if you don't know what that means, it's a prepare to exit process. And in some organisations, I've seen that the people use a PIP not to do what it's meant to do, which is to improve them, but to look at how you can exit a person from the business. Um, And what I mean by that is that it's disguised as an improvement in a way of, you know, you're saying you're going to do an improvement plan, but actually in the back of the minds and sometimes very much in the front of these people's minds, it's a way of getting rid of people. 
And I don't think that's the right approach. And a PIP, in my world, is still focused on the improvement side of it. That's definitely where it should be. It's that right in the middle. It's about performance improvement plan. And it's like anything else, you're planning to improve that person. Now, saying that, it could lead to an individual exit in the business. But you are giving them every opportunity to improve and every opportunity to deliver them results. You're not going in with any hidden agendas. You're going in to make that person improve and get better. Because you know something, improving someone internal and making them better is so much easier than trying to recruit someone into your business. So think of it that way around when you go into these processes. So let's look at this idea of a performance improvement plan. So your company's HR, as I said earlier, will have a formal PIP process. But something that some people do overlook in a management position is there is a bit of middle ground. An, an informal process plan is very much that. It's very formal and it's very structured. And that's right, it should be. You're talking about potential of that person leaving a business. But I've also worked with informal improvement plans. Now, this works as long as you have maintained a strong relationship with your direct. It again shows them your commitment to improving their results. This is where you and your direct can format an improvement agenda without involving others. Your informal approach is aimed at helping individuals who need to have structure. You should run it as part of a project meeting, away from your standard one-to-ones. It's a chance to put down solid aims for your direct to work on. It can help inexperienced individuals understand what is expected of them and how they can improve. It's run by you and your directs. It's not a HR one, although you might ask the HR their input. You should make it clear that this plan is not implemented on a way of catching you out. Again, it's all about building trust. And if you don't see the, the benefits of it, it will move towards a PIP. So you need to make that sure that person's aware that this is the informal route, but if it doesn't work, then the more formal route will you know, kick in. Uh, when I've used it with some team leaders, uh, it gave them an opportunity to show how they could work and gave them confidence that they were showing me and understood what they were trying to do in their role. This route's not for everyone. Some don't like it and feel the formal one is the only way really to get to the bottom of what you need to do with a person. But I said earlier, a formal can be seen as a negative process by some. And those who need help and understand, then the informal development route, an informal process can help them get to where you need them to be. And at the end of it, that's what this is about. Getting that person to improve, getting that person to a level where they can deliver results for you and your company. So your informal route hasn't worked or maybe your company doesn't allow an informal route. So you're going to go down the PIP. So before you start the PIP, you need to have gathered evidence of poor performance from their work of your directs. This should be in notes you have, emails of meetings, emails of, of uh, projects, updates, maybe minutes from meetings. Remember, you're looking at a formal process. So you need more than feelings and hunches when you're going into a formal PIP. So when you've done that, you're ready to go into that formal PIP. First thing is to be ready with evidence and test your logic of the process with your HR professional. So engage with them straight away. 
Get your HR lead or HR partner or remote partner, depending on what system you use, ready for this. They should be honestly pushing back to you if they feel that PIP isn't really ready. So having the confidence uh, to have a conversation up front with your HR partner about individuals, get them up to speed of what's happening, is always, always the things you should be doing. So have a chat with them about why this individual isn't working before you put the time into developing your PIP. Uh, be able to park it sometimes. So, you know, sometimes if it's about your uh, view of the situation and your person a little bit further away is saying, well, actually, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? So, you know, there may be times where you have to park your ego and look at the facts. If you are wrong, then you or you need to take more time, then do so. There's no point in doing it and then finding out it's wrong further down the process. You're going to ruin the trust with the individual. They're going to go switched off to the process and you're not going to get the results that you really want. So when you've agreed with your HR partner that the PIP is the best way, you need to be prepared for the long process. A PIP is not something that's going to happen and be finished in a week or two. This is going to be a month of work. So you need to understand when you're going into this, you are going in there for the long haul. So saying that you should be okay with this, then genuinely you really need to be committed to it. It's not a, oh, it'll be okay, let's go through it. And you're going to need to make sure that the HR partner is on board because it's not going to happen overnight. The process, it needs to be specific, it needs to be structured, and it needs to be time-bound. So when you're looking at that, you're going to be putting in something in place that that person is going to sign up to. So your PIP will need to have those three elements. So let me recap them again for you. They need to be specific, they need to be structured, and they're going to be timely, as in bound to time. You need to document it on a form. Most HR will have some sort of template you can use. And you must try to focus on four to six, I would say, areas for them to um, to improve in. If you do any more than that, then they'll become overwhelmed and it would be unfair. And then the next point is you're going to have to set time in your calendar for a weekly meeting for at least an hour with the direct. So again, it goes back to that point of being a timely, long process. It isn't going to be fixed overnight, but that's fine because that's what you need. You're going to commit to this process and show your, your direct how much you care about getting them to where they need to be. So now you're prepared. It's time to speak and communicate to the individual about the process. Give them the info face to face and expect emotion. This is not something that should be a stealth attack or a surprise. You should have communicated regularly through their one-to-ones and through the feedback that they were not at the speed you expect. But be ready for resistance and be ready for pushback. There is going to be a lot of egos at play and it's not going to be good news. So the brain will go into defence mode. You'll need to be calm and collective and supportive but be fair and you will need to be firm at some point. You will, of course, be saying this as improving the person through a PIP is about supporting that person to deliver the results. But they might not see this and they probably won't see this as being a positive experience. So give them time after the first meeting to get the information to reflect on on what is expected of them in the process. Now, the second meeting might be just as interesting. They may come with evidence of why they are not as bad as you are saying. 
they may start to say that they feel it's a personal thing that is between you and him. Again, be calm, be controlled and listen. At the end of the second meeting, you need to agree the framework and start setting dates. If the direct is still not in the correct mindset, you will need to push this point over the line. Although you are working with them and helping them, you need to make sure that they know that this is the start of a process that you feel will be the right way to go and it is going to be clearly not a negotiable. So we're already two meetings in. See what I mean about being time-consuming and energy-heavy? I've seen both sides of this. In one case, the individual did not want to know. They handed their notice in within a month of starting the process. And in another case, they embraced it. But after a pushback, they could see eventually that it was there to improve them and to make sure they could fit to the organisation. And to be fair, that person became a good team member and started to deliver results with the work we did on the PIP. Even with all the planning, the prep, the positive intentions, you are still working with people and their perceptions and their pride. You need to not lose the focus that you are doing a PIP in the right reason and the right way to get that person to see what they need to do to deliver results in the long term. And you know something? Sometimes you might have to let that person be successful somewhere else because you'll do everything you can, but if they can't improve, you've got to be the manager. And if they're bringing the rest of the team down, meaning you're not delivering your results, then you're going to have to let that person leave the business. So let's recap the actual facts of how the PIP's going to work. You're going to have to have evidence and facts. You need to allow time for the process. You need to prepare a plan. You need to be specific and focused on the improvements. You need to expect some pushback. You've got to set a time limits. Overall, you're going to have to be calm and clear. But also, you're going to have to make it happen to make sure you see results by the end of the process. And also, you need to prepare that person might not make it and may have to leave the organisation. Well, thanks for listening. Now it's over to you. You have the background of why it works. You have the context of how it will deliver results to you. You have a step-by-step guide. Now it's up to you to take action and see results. So what are you waiting for? Do it. Nothing comes from nothing. Okay, that's it for Manager Matt this week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.